Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer speaking to you after stumps on day one of the first Australia versus India test in Adelaide. I have with me Gaurav Sundararaman and Varun Shetty. And guys, you know what? It's it's so awesome to be speaking to you at a decent hour in the evening. as opposed to our ipl stints of midnight every single day yeah gorav yeah absolutely and also we're talking about a different format altogether so that makes it even more exciting and interesting okay then let's get right to it day 1 india finish at 233 for 6 varun i i don't know what to make of this day can can you just summarize it for us i mean i mean before we get into who's ahead and what went wrong and things like that i just want to say what a what an awesome day of cricket it's been it's unreal i mean the amount of cricket we've somehow managed to sneak in this year i don't think there's been a day that has come this close i mean close to what this day was uh, just just super top quality test cricket uh, australia's fast bowlers just made the day so much so uh, interesting so gripping throughout uh, and of course india's batsmen themselves uh i think it was superbly fought it was great application from both teams and uh, in the end it came down to just that bit of i guess uh, loss of concentration which of course we will discuss as mm-hmm. well uh, but but, but uh, can i can i interrupt you here just to contest you a little bit i mean you you're probably right but is this a bit of recency bias and if 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 you're saying that this is the best day of test cricket that you've seen this entire year i mean we've had a lot of it in in england in in new zealand as well just a few weeks ago yeah does the pink pink ball then make the difference i mean it's not the pink ball in itself i think it's just the quality of bowling and batting i mean uh, for india to get through the end of the day uh six down and mostly because of some of their own decisions uh is a decent result because like i said that the bowling was so good you wouldn't you wouldn't feel too surprised if india were bowled out for 150 and that's why i think it was the best day of cricket it's because both teams had three or four of their best uh, quality players going at each other today and uh, for the most part neutralizing each other and just that attritional battle uh, just made it so good and in the end perhaps maybe the pink ball added a bit of spice because uh, some of the dismissals at the end of the day i felt like were born out of visibility issues or changing light issues uh but yeah i don't think the pink ball had as much to do with it as people like pujara kohli rahane and cummins and hazelwood and stark just being at the top of their games uh, playing against each other Yeah you know what you know what Varun I can I love it I can hear the emotion in your voice and it is it, great to it's great to actually record this immediately after the day ended uh, because because I think even all our listeners can feel it as well Gaurav let us start with the evening session of the day because I think that's where most of the action happened uh safe to say india had a bit of a mini collapse after virat kohli's run out 
Yes, uh, definitely. And I tend to kind of agree with Vadun also in with respect to the quality of cricket. I think it was top-notch. Even though the first session had, what, around 41 runs, I think uh, it, it was not boring at all. And the fact that you're always anticipating this final um, uh, one hour, one and a half hours of play, how players will play in the twilight uh, session and stuff, that adds a great amount of value to this whole format. You know, you, it, it is definitely... Um, a small this is just such a small innovation the night uh, the day night test but i think it adds so much dimension to the strategy and uh, and just the quality and i think it works when you have two such high quality teams uh, battling it out and coming back to your question yes i think it was such a crucial stage when uh, kohli got out right two overs or two i think three overs before the new ball and um, who knows he if he was there maybe he and rahane would have survived we don't know what was the um, whether Rahane's dismissal was because of that run out as well. So, a uh, lot of things. But uh, I, I think you would expect this kind of uh, three, four wickets falling usually in this session, right? I think that's what uh, uh, you tend to expect. So, uh, the, yes, if Kohli was there, uh, I think it would maybe they would have maybe lost uh, one wicket less, I would say. But um, with Rahane and Bihari, you never know uh, whether they would have been able to get through this final session without losing uh, their wicket as well, even if Kohli was there. So, I think it's even Stevens at this point in time. So, uh, with respect to Virat Kohli's run out, Gaurav, did uh, did Rahane hang him out to dry? Yeah, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. You know, it's always the striker's call, and he did start running, and then he realized. Uh, uh, there was no run in it and you know a lot of people I saw a lot of tweets saying that he should have sacrificed I don't think he would have been able to even cross uh, Kohli because he'd stopped completely you know uh, so I don't think he should have sacrificed as well yes it was a, a wrong call and he owned up and I think the fact that Kohli went out walking without too many uh, emotions there and I think he's also changed he's realized that it was an odd mistake and uh, he would have hoped ideally that Rahane batted out till the end of the day I think he would have been much more pleased that way but uh, I guess it happens and this is just the second time he's getting run out so I don't think it, uh, he should take it um, uh, too seriously so our editor-in-chief Sambit Bal tweets this hasn't been among Kohli's most fluent and prettiest test innings but it's certainly among his grittiest, full of character and of huge importance to his team. Varun, it seems to me that this is happening more and more with, with Kohli. Uh, he seems to be playing these sort of innings that carry more weightage and value. Absolutely. I, I, I must confess, I felt a little heartbroken when that innings ended that way because uh, this is one of Kohli's finest test innings. Uh, and it would have gone down so, uh, you know, we in the cricket world, there is a bias towards centuries in test cricket. And if Kohli had gone to that three-figure mark, uh, this would have been remarked for the, as one for the ages. Because uh, like Sambit said, I think uh, he wasn't, it wasn't the usual flair, it wasn't the flowing Kohli. And uh, there is uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, appreciation for the way Kohli came back in England in 2018 and how he sort of was restrained and was playing within himself. I think uh, he went one step further with this innings today. Uh, he was just top-notch in his control. He got very lucky, of course, on some occasions. Uh, but that is part of the grind in Test cricket. And he played the grind perfectly today. He was in complete control. Uh, 
and yeah i think i i feel like he he probably felt that as well you know it was he was really set and it wasn't easy batting conditions it's probably it's the only test that he gets to have any real impact on in this series uh yeah it was it was a top top innings and i hope it's remembered despite him not getting past that 100 it's it's interesting varun that you mentioned that obviously we hold centuries because it's a certain in such a high regard because it's a certain milestone that you reach that reminded me of uh, when rahul dravid i think he was speaking to sharda ugra in our studios a few years ago and he was asked about his best test innings and i think was it the 81 in jamaica that he considers yeah. yeah that that's the one right in jamaica it was against the west indies yeah that he considers uh, one one of his best okay so then moving on with with this game then does does that last session varun give australia a complete edge heading into day 2 notwithstanding the fact that ashwin has hit a few streaky boundaries and india could still try and get to that 280 300 mark with saha and ashwin at the crease I I would like you to try and tell Ashwin that those boundaries were streaky because <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did pretty well uh, offering the full face playing the conditions well but the, the, the top edge I felt where <laughs> where he just pitched in you know that was a bit risky yeah yeah but it's good he's come out uh, looking to make runs and he has uh, but uh, to answer your question I think Australia do have a slight edge uh, if they bowl India out early and make use of uh, any any sunlight there is to that that they get tomorrow uh, to bat themselves into a decent position because uh, at the top of the order they have some issues of their own uh, which if if someone like a burns is batting during the day might be a little easier on him uh, also you know india's bowlers have between them i don't know i don't remember if shami played in the pink ball test he probably did uh not a lot of experience basically uh bowling with this pink ball uh whether they can be as consistent and as probing as australia was i don't know uh so this i just tend to feel because of all of this that australia have a slight edge uh but 300 is a very good first inning score and india well a decently place to getting a score like that if they make it to the first hour tomorrow Okay fair enough Gaurav I want to talk a bit about the middle stages of 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 today because I do not know personally know what to make of it I didn't know if it was attritional if it was am I being unfair if I use the word boring maybe I am but there was this point when Nathan Lyon I think it was the 40th over he bowled that to Pujara and every single delivery was an event and I think from 40th over to the 50th over was some of the best cricket that I saw today Uh, I think it can get overshadowed by what happened with the pink ball under lights, but it was from when Lyon came to the attack that ten-over period till Pujara's dismissal bat pad. I, I thought that was some outstanding bowling, particularly by Nathan Lyon. Yeah, it was, and especially Lyon's um, uh, uh, line and control and the bounce he was getting and uh, 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 spin, which was I'm not a very uh, uh, technical person with respect to uh, these kind of things in in the in the sense that i don't know if it was because of whether it's nathan lyon extracting that spin or whether it's his action or whether or is it is it the pitch 
can ashwin do the same thing i don't know that but you you were surprised right that it was spinning yeah, on day on one. day yeah. one with the pink ball i was very surprised so i don't know we need to wait to see if ashwin also can get this much amount of turn or is it just nathan line if it is nathan line then it's amazing and it's a, it's a, it's kudos to his skill and the, what he's worked on to master these conditions which is not very easy for off spinners so uh, yeah and india have played nathan line i put out a stat that um, uh, i think apart from james anderson and mutaya mullida nobody else has bowled more balls than nathan line against india that's a lot of uh, deliveries he's bowled he's played india uh, for what uh, so many times since 2000 um, i think 13 uh, or 2011 his debut tour so it's been pretty uh, they, they know exactly what to expect from nathan line and we saw that uh, the way pujara was handling he did this time and again uh, in uh, 2018 19 when he used to step down and just defend step down defend and play time and obviously lines worked on it lines figured out that that's what going to be the plan and i think pujara was lucky uh, I, i just felt like every like you rightly said almost every single ball seemed like a wicket uh, i think if the fielders were there in slightly if they had two more close in fielders maybe they would have uh, got his wicket much early so i think india also have to adapt and come up with plan b to uh, play nathan line uh but all the australian bowlers including um, obviously uh, nathan line we we're speaking about line but uh, all the four uh, australian quicks and even green for that matter they were outstanding as in the line length consistency i like the new um, uh, graphic or the uh, stuff which the broadcaster was uh, showing the small box and this this is show how many times comins landed the ball there wow it was uh, it is so good to see that level of consistency Yeah, no, fair enough. Nathan Lyon, of course, picked up the wicket of Pujara. He was involved in the run-out of Virat Kohli as well. Varun, I know you're impressed by him. He's definitely the best spinner currently who bowls in Australia. Is he among the best in the world? I'm, I'm, he's probably right there at the top, if not second. Yeah, this is uh, this is something I've constantly uh, been conflicted over uh, between Ashwin and Lyon, uh, who is the best off-spin in the world. because uh, like like gorov said we don't really know if it's the conditions or the pitch or what what exactly it was still ashwin bowls we won't know what made line so dangerous today but certainly today he was the best spinner in the world and <laughs> uh, because there's a reason uh, no one comes to australia and does well as a spinner I tell you what we're doing hyperbole today a best day of test cricket in 2020 <laughs> best in the world yeah. I mean yeah I mean fair enough that's a good point Karthik but I'm a little uh, <laughs> awed by the today's uh, spectacle but uh, there's a reason Nathan Lyons found more success in Australia than all the other spinners and uh, of course it it really helps to have three world class fast bowlers at the other end keeping the batsmen quiet and you know uh, the natural tendency would be to go after someone like line but on the first day to make indian batsmen dance to pin them back uh, to to bowl the overspin that uh, which is his stock ball today and contain the batsmen use that bounce it it was just uh, phenomenal uh, and to answer your question i don't know he is definitely top 2 spinners right now uh, but like i said i need we need to probably wait to see how ashwin does on this pitch because every spinner needs every spinner likes bounce nathan line has figured out how to use that bounce over the last 5 or 6 years in australia where a lot of spinners have not adapted like that 
No, fair enough. I think that's the same point Gaurav made as well that he wants to see how Ashwin bowls. That'll probably be tomorrow. Gaurav, a word on Mitch Stark as well because I, I actually thought he was the best of Australia's pacers today. I thought he picked up two extremely important wickets right at the top and then and then probably an under pressure, maybe a slightly sheepish Rahane toward, towards the end of the match. And I want to go back to our dream team. I'm not, I'm not sure if... Were, were any of you all on the panel for this most recent one? No. So you can afford to uh, criticize yeah. this, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they had a few players who don't make the in- India 11, but have made a Dream Team 11. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. There was no Mitchell Stark then. That, that was a big talking point. I think Ronak was insistent on having Stark there. And I think today, Gaurav, he showed why he is... I know he's maybe considered a better white ball bowler than a red ball one or a pink ball one. But today, he showed his worth to Australia. Yeah, it's been uh, 15 minutes and we still haven't spoken about Prithvi Shaw. The whole world seems to be talking about Prithvi Shaw. But we'll come to that. Now that you've spoken about Mitchell Stark, his first wicket was of Prithvi Shaw. And I think I think that was one wicket I think everybody across India called. I don't know, when the moment they announced Shaw, the team, and uh, I saw so many tweets about he's going to get bold and we'll see by the time he get, gets into the, uh, by the time a few, uh, 15 minutes are over, he'll be back, etc., etc. But uh, I think, Stark got him out exactly how he does in a, a first few overs of any format he plays, irrespective of which ball it is, right? This is the in-swinging Yorker, in-swinging full ball, making the batsman play. And uh, Shaw was obviously vulnerable to that. And then after that, uh, the, his pink ball numbers are great. And uh, Payne uses uh, his bowlers very well. I think they have a set template and they know when to use, when to give them a rest. Uh, uh, he did come around the wicket pretty early, which is another plan I guess they have against Pujara, uh, which is something we need to track through the uh, series. So, uh, Stark was brilliant. And again, even the wicket of Rahane was uh, such a typical uh, Stark wicket. Uh, I guess Varun is the proper cricketer here among the three of us. I'm guessing he should know why batsmen, in spite of knowing that uh, the ball is going to come in. Why, is is there anything they can do differently to prevent uh, getting out LBW? I, don't know. I, I know it's uh, it's not that straightforward, obviously, but somehow, you know, as a batsman, won't you be expecting every single ball to do this? I mean, uh, you've really built me up there, Gaurav. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've never played anything uh, that's been faster than 115 kilometers. That's okay. You still, <laughs> I said among the three of us. So I think uh, I think that's a fair statement, Karthik. Fair, very fair. No, I mean, you're right. And you, you would ex- especially expect someone like Rahane to be able to uh, tackle an incoming delivery because he has the perfect defense against a delivery like that. Uh, which this is this actually something takes this is this takes me back to what I said earlier in the in the podcast about I wonder if it was a visibility thing because uh, when you when you when you're talking about a left arm fast bowler there's obviously a blind spot uh, on the leg side for every batsman uh, Rahane obviously was also preoccupied with the run out it just mm. looked like such a strange shot he was playing completely down the wrong line. Uh, I don't think, even if that ball had gone straight on, I don't think Rahane would have been hitting that off the middle of his bat. It was it was a very strange sort of weak flap uh, at a very full ball. Um, nowhere close to getting bat on it. Uh, if Did it hit him on the back leg? I, I can't yeah, quite remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is generally a bad sign of uh, either completely missing the line, completely being beaten in pace. Stuff that you expect uh, from people who bat lower down the order. So, yeah, it is strange. You you know, Rahane is not someone who will uh, 
struggle with a basic in swinger in any other circumstances uh, as for prithvi shaw i guess uh, it's it's become it's it's come to this phase where he's so entangled with his own thoughts i i suppose because he has now a weakness against balls that are going away where he swishes at it away from the body and the ball coming back in and in in such in such a situation facing someone like stark who starts with the angle that's going away and then brings it back in it's 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 almost torturous for someone uh, who's underconfident right now going going by both your points actually gorav did you see that video of ricky ponting when he was in commentary yeah and he's of course shaw's shaw's coach at uh, ipl side delhi capitals and he pretty much called it right yeah i think uh, shaw is uh, i think it's the manner of his dismissals which which maybe is what it frustrates most people rather than shaw itself look he has a average of 55 and he's been touted to be pretty uh, a great talent from for such a long time it's not that we are hearing of prithvi shaw now even from his school days that uh, he's a talent and and i've also seen a lot of uh, tweets and a lot of articles saying that they don't want to change his his technique and game uh, too much they don't want to tinker with it so i'm sure a lot of coaches might have uh, spoken to spoken to him a lot of people would have told him see if somebody is not uh, i think he's modelist played like this ever since i've started uh, seeing him even in uh, in the ranji trophy um, Uh, when he was playing uh, i remember this was every ball you you'll think that hey uh, i'm going to get him out bold uh, he has a big bat uh, he has a big gap between bat and pad but he's managed to score a lot of centuries as well right so uh, i think people don't want to tinker with it and we have to give him like a bunch of games i think every 5 6 games if he's going to score three times if he's going to score like a quick fire 70 80 like what sevak did sevak also had a lot of uh, failures but he had a lot of success as well so we need to give him a long run or will will that happen though i mean if I mean if you look at it realistically it seems to me at least because of all the noise surrounding shubman gill being there in that squad it just seems to me that it's second innings or bust for prithvi shaw i i don't think so see gill is again I, that's the only thing which i i i just fail to agree or even understand is that gill is not like he has 10000 runs 5000 runs behind him right he's also completely unknown quantity and he's going to come and he's going to debut in australia against dark hazelwood cummins line and that's not going to be easy for anybody so we need to give shaw at least two tests and this is a pink ball again i wouldn't judge only based on this not many batsmen have uh, really uh, shown uh, that they can stay for a long time so Uh, we have to give him the boxing day test which will be usually it's a good pitch for batting and it's been a pretty uh, very boring pitch to be honest uh, mcg over the last few years so maybe shaw could uh, score some quick runs there so we'll have to see if he again gets out bold lbw uh, uh, in a similar style early on then maybe it's a matter of concern but i would definitely give him two tests before uh, anyway though it comes and takes over so uh, that's what i would do No okay that's fair fair enough you're giving Shaw a few more chances and i think that's that's only fair especially for a cricketer at his age Varun there's this uh, there was this tweet i think by Shashank and i think Gaurav also mentioned it i think this was when india were what were they they were 196 for 5 yeah and i think it was asked a bit tongue in cheek would you at that stage would you rather have pant or saha walking out to bat uh I mean, I I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, I don't either. Actually, now that you mention it, because I was <clears throat> I'm, I was heavily leaning towards India playing Pant throughout this series. I thought they would, 
but uh, like like i said uh, to some people last evening <clears throat> they probably went with saha because he is the one who kept in that last pink ball test that they played and uh, when you when you come into a test and you've uh, kept against that misbehaving pink ball before that's a big advantage and that's probably what got saha into this team uh, and to be fair i think he played really well tonight he he was the uh, only batsman in the middle order after perhaps rahani who looked in any sort of control you can you can tell a batsman's in control when he's starting to leave the ball for height he was letting balls go that were at a middle stump line uh, so i thought he batted really well I, i thought for this particular situation to just take india through to the end of the day uh, saha was the good option but i don't see him playing uh, after this test wow so, so if saha bats out say one hour with ashwin tomorrow or, or guy or takes them to 300 with the tail you still won't play uh, saha and mcg i mean i would but i don't think i don't think uh, with kohli going out uh, that they would continue versus saha and pant who knows <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is the thing right because uh, once kohli goes out i would think i would imagine that india would try to replace him with two batsmen because obviously there's no one you there's no singular person who can replace virat kohli and if you want to strengthen that batting order just uh, hypothetically you say you bring in kl rahul uh, at number 4 uh, you would then want to strengthen that batting lower down and i think india india clearly rate pant as the better batsman so it would be interesting to see if saha got a 100 tomorrow <laughs> uh, how that would affect things but i think saha has done really well tonight yeah i'm guessing considering we're talking already about the second test and kohli leaving the side we've covered enough of day one of the first uh, day night test in adelaide and let's not have such unpleasant thoughts about when kohli won't be there we probably still have four more days of him to enjoy in australia Gaurav, Varun, both, thank you so much for joining us on Stump Mike after the first day's play. We'll see you probably tomorrow, day after, and however long this test goes on.